Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Work on your numeracy, no Discoculia support, so here comes mom. Learn math from the Incas, embrace your Discoculia and new views on the mental number line. This is our podcast for week 35 in 2017, and we welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Disco Coolia Services, to help us review the links for this week. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Well, always great to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. And did the uh, Hurricane Harvey uh, impact your Disco Coolia Services at all? Um, well, we were out of um, uh, out of activity for almost a week. Uh, but uh, fortunately, our house survived, and survived. we are completely back in okay. the swings. Of things. Back in the swing yes. of things. Schools are starting up, so here we go again. Now, let's see about the links this week, because that continued, and let's uh, quickly go over to the first one. It says, working on your numeracy. Now, how do we work on the numeracy? Yes. Well, this is a very interesting link from the uh, National Numeracy Challenge in the UK, and National Numeracy is an independent charity and it aims to improve numeracy for adults and that's a very uh, often uh, like um, forgotten group so uh, good for them and uh, let me first tell the numeracy how they define it it's the ability to reason and to apply simple numerical concepts so basic numerical skills including uh, comprehending fundamental arithmetics, addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. Okay. Things that you can use for your everyday life. And still many people, adults, have trouble with this uh, numeracy. So mm-hmm. in the past, as just an example, a cashier in the store needed to calculate quickly with small amounts and add it up fast. That's right. Um, and the customers were able to follow that and to check their uh, their change. <laughs> That's true. So it was kind of a community ago, activity. But, yes. but now, with the introduction of the cash uh, registers and electronic ways of paying and, and credit and debit cards, both the cashiers and the clients do not have to calculate that much. And it's uh, use it or lose it, you know. So the cashier quickly beeps the merchandise over the sensor and the customer inserts their, their card in a reader and both then uh, click on buttons and the deal is done and they uh, exchange some uh, some friendly words and uh, the calculation is, is just not happening We live anymore. in the future. We live in the future. Absolutely. Now, this site in, that the, in the link from the UK gives adults a great way to learn a bit of that forgotten numeracy skill and it's all free now well it's UK related so you need a little bit of uh, creativity to sign up for it but it's definitely worth it so uh, the site provides great learning and it will help people to get those uh, skills back up I mean um, you start with doing a checkup you get a target then they provide all the learning activities online and then you retake your checkup okay. to see how much progress you've made. And so then you made. improve over time. Absolutely. At and least that's the intention. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm sure I, I tried it. Now, already way over 100,000 people are participating. So, that's very popular. So, 
uh, it also has a very uh, growth mindset outlook on things. So it's a, it's a fantastic activity. I, I can uh, wholeheartedly um, uh, say to go to this uh, link. Yes, Leave it to absolutely. the Brits. Leave it to the Brits to come up with something beautiful. Now the next link is about a supermom. Uh, so what happened here? Well, the link is to a podcast. I think this is a podcast. Let's see and, if we yeah, can. Yeah, uh, mother can tells her story about uh, what what her experiences was where her little daughter Pebbles, and uh, is that her real name? Yes, that's her name. <laughs> so You're listening to let's listen to it. With Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. If I were to say the word dyslexia, you'd probably know what I'm talking about. But what about dyscalculia? In simple terms, dyscalculia is like dyslexia, but for numbers. Tammy Brennan is a single mum whose daughter Pebble has dyscalculia. It wasn't until she realised that Pebble just wasn't learning at school that she saw how ill-equipped the education system was when it came to educating her neurodiverse daughter. She joins us today to talk about her experiences. Hi Tammy, how are you? Hi, yeah, good thanks. Tammy, what is dyscalculia? So well, and then, then it goes on uh, from there. So, so let's talk about what what exactly did she uh, did she do? Well, this is a very active um, and resourceful mom. She did a lot of home study, and I can say she's quite an expert on dyscalculia right now. So she educated herself, and if mothers around the globe did only half of the research she did. That would be fantastic and help their kids so much. Now, um, she uh, tells us about um, the school of her daughter has just woken up to dyslexia. Dyscalculia hmm. or, or dyslexia. Heard that they, oh. They've woken up to dyslexia and that is now in the system. <laughs> but they are definitely not ready to... Not even close then. Not even close to do the same... Uh, help in screening for kids with dyscalculia. Oh, wow. uh, there are no accommodations and, and not enough help. And um, certainly the, the screening and providing the resources was, was so cumbersome that uh, this mother uh, did the responsible thing and provided where the school could not help yet. And I'm sure in 10 or 20 years our schools will be up to scratch and will be able to, to help kids like Pebble. But right now, parents need to, need to jump in. And another thing uh, this mother mentioned was um, the large amount of money that she had to, uh, to use. The, just mentioning the cost of the several assessments. Thousands. Uh, thousands, thousands for thousands. her daughter. And she, she also has dyslexia. So right. that, that was was really adding up and and that is something we hear, hear uh, more often so we try to help these situations with our site momsteachmath.com where we provide uh, 35 videos with detailed examples of how to teach your child and there is uh, about 150 pages um, to download with activities, resources, games. Right. Uh, so mothers who are in that similar situation, situation can, 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 can use that. Use that. Right. And to help them teach math in such a way that even a dyscalculic child can understand it. Yeah. And 
uh, take the time to do it, don't rush it, etc. Now for teachers and counselors uh, who are not familiar with Discoculia, we've created the site discoculiaaware.org, so it's two A's in the middle, yeah. uh, where we provide a course that will give them a certificate to demonstrate that they are Discoculia aware. That's very good. Those are great, uh, great initiatives and uh, and resources, and that will help many uh, many parents who are in the same situation. Now the next link tells us to uh, learn the math from the Incas. So what what can we learn from the Incas? It's been a long time. Yes, yes, and and this is actually quite interesting. There's a lot of hands-on math going on, and uh, David Prem from Lima, uh, a systems engineer has studied all documents from the Inca tradition and he has developed a method to teach math using that Inca uh, upana, which is kind of an abacus where you put little pebbles on, um, on a board. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, there's also games with it. Uh, Tava Pukle, if I say it correctly. Yeah, I'm not fluent <laughs> in uh, Inca. <laughs> well, it's, um, it's a game-based uh, arithmetic method. Okay. And the key feature uh, differentiating that uh, from other methods lies in the approaches based on shapes and movements rather than formulas. And so, so it's it's definitely hands-on with little uh, little pebbles and counters. And he says you can do all sorts of calculation without um, without thinking about numbers, without actually calculating, just by writing and reading. Uh, but then you also play, recognize shapes, um, make things simpler, and still getting the results. So that that's mm. really nice. Well, it's a system similar to an abacus, but then the Inca variety of it. So there's not much information in English available, but uh, he is working on uh, getting something together and introducing it with some of the kids. And uh, if that would be available, I can definitely uh, use it too. Any hands-on learning that um, that helps the kids is um, is positive. We're talking to Dr. Schroeder, the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com, and we're looking at the links provided on the website DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com. Now, the next link talks about embracing your DiscoCulia. What wisdom is involved here? Well, after the Incas, now in the previous topic, uh, where was the Greeks? Oh, yes. <laughs> And this refers to an article by uh, Mr. Kronos from Greek uh, from Greece. Well, that's a, that's a very uh, interesting name because Kronos is the the word for time in Greece, oh, but okay. it's also uh, one of the older gods that was there before the gods of the Olympics of uh, Mount Your Olympic. classical uh, study shines <laughs> through at this moment, absolutely. So Mr. Kronos, he couldn't have a more appropriate, appropriate name, name to, yeah. to uh, write on this subject. Definitely. Now, he gives a great introduction into Discoculia and also includes a video in the link that has games and approaches and activities that can help children be comfortable with math and kind of embrace their Discoculia. So he shows the, the stacking numbers that also is a big part of the uh, Montessori system. It's also hands-on. Uh, it has color coding, which, which can help those kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's sometimes difficult for those kids with dyscalculia. So, so parents and school officials are, are afraid to label children and they don't want to talk about dyscalculia or, or another learning disability. And out of uh, being over-cautiously 
they uh, continuously skip over the fact that, that the child is di differently wired. Yeah, so, they downplay it to protect the child. And yeah, well, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not always um, effective because, you know, you can label a child and, and still do something about it. And, right. and those kids can be um, definitely uh, successful. Now, another approach is proposed by Mr. Kronos is to so-called embrace the condition and teach children to be comfortable with it yeah. and live with it. It doesn't yeah. matter. Um, that way, they will be able to function a lot better, make sure their environment knows uh, what condition they have so that they learn to advocate for themselves. And they won't be shy to ask uh, for uh, help and um, explanations or accommodations. Just an example, you have people with, um, with limited eyesight, yeah. they have glasses, yeah. nobody thinks twice about it, it's not right. an issue. Right. And, and those who are hard of hearing use a, a hearing aid. Now children with dyscalculia will need some extra time and, and they might need a, a chart with um, math facts or calculators mm -hmm. and if I could uh, add my five cents here. I would uh, use something like a hands-on visual calculator, which is also called manipulatives, right. and uh, let them do it that way. So it's good to work on that uh, first and continue to emphasize that this has nothing to do with their intelligence and IQ, um, but always being neurodiverse. Right. Okay. Well, that's that's good. Um, the uh, and we encourage everybody to uh, to have their kids embrace that dyscalculia and work with them. Our last link for the week is to an article with a new view on the mental number line. But I thought that the number line was not up for change. It was like established in your mind long ago and not up for debate. And uh, well, but well, it's still up for a lot of research. We always want to know more details and background because when it doesn't work for some kids, you need to really know what's going on to uh, jump in in the right spot to uh -huh. help them. Right. So, uh, yeah, uh, back to one of our beloved journals, Frontiers in Psychology, and this time an article from Padua, Italy. And the researchers have, uh, have indeed many years ago always worked with the assumption that there is a mental number line. And we have apparently always put the small numbers on the left and the big numbers on the right mm -hmm. and also we write from left to right here mm -hmm. at least in this part of the mm -hmm. world so would the chinese have an inverse number <laughs> that's a very interesting question yeah. maybe maybe they use the up and down uh number line which which is also in use here and we use a thermometer with up and down with the uh, bigger numbers up high and the smaller numbers uh, yeah. down there. So that uh, there might be uh, another uh, SNARK effect. The SNARK is the Spatial Numerical Association response codes that they have tested here for the left-right situation. But you could as well test that for the uh, up and down uh, situation. Now, um, the... Recently, however, uh, researchers have made changes to how they investigate uh, the development of a number line. Mm -hmm. And they have analyzed finger movements. And, and they are more, more and more on the forefront of the research anyway. Um, not just 
finger counting, but finger movement and connections. Mm -hmm. um, so here, the participants in the study uh, made a choice to go left or right, and they were actually sitting at a table, and with their right hand, this is a very funny, you, you need to read this, uh, this study, they had a little soccer shoe on uh -huh. their finger. So <laughs> this is from Italy, isn't that fantastic? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, they had 19 subjects to test and 13 of them were male. So maybe there was a symmetry here. Anyway, they were all right-handed. Uh -huh. Because I can imagine that the development of the number line uh, with the snark effect from uh, left to right, left uh, for the smaller numbers and right for the uh, bigger numbers might be different for people who have a uh, another uh, left-handed uh, yeah, preference. preference. Yeah. So anyway, the stimuli were arrows, left and right, and the uh, the object had to kick a little ball to the left or to the right. Uh, the other stimuli were symbolic numbers, small numbers like two, a larger like eight, and there was a clear difference statistical difference that they kicked and that they could choose themselves so that they were not told that the two was on the left or the eight was on the right or the other uh -huh. way around so they could just choose and they measured with electronic uh, registration the thinking time and that was also different for the smaller and the larger numbers interesting and then the kicking time so really interesting so for symbolic numbers there was definitely a left to right preference and the funny thing is for the non-symbolic, they had dots two above each other or eight in a circle to, um, to make it sure that there was no, the dots did not indicate kind of a left to right uh, direction. Mm -hmm. So uh, there was no statistical left to right difference there. <laughs> Very interesting. That is interesting. So yeah. does this have any, any practical implications? Yeah, the results indicate that there may be a role uh, behind finger counting and using fingers that, that people may actually continue to use it in very complex situations. And this mental number line can have more influence than we previously thought. And, and it, it may have differences based on culture, like we, we just mentioned uh -huh. with the Chinese. Um, now, it's very basic research, not yet ready to lead to changes in our education. No. But every piece of research brings new paths that will lead to a better understanding of how our kind of magic brain works and, and, and how we perform calculations, how we relate to it, or, or why it has um, difficulties in making the correct calculation and how, how we can help, how we can do something about it. It's very, very interesting. Very interesting. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Dr. Schroeder. Those were the links for this week. Dr. Schroeder is the founder of Discoculia Services. You can follow her on Twitter and on Facebook. She maintains boards, both on Pinterest and on Flipboard, and she runs five free webinars. And all the information about that is at webinars.discoculiatrainingcenter.com. Now, if you want to know if you have Discoculia, you can do the free Discoculia screener on our website, discoculiaservices.com, in the left navigation panel, or you can get a more comprehensive math and Discoculia screening test at discoculiatesting.com. Finally, Dr. Schroeder's ebooks are available on Amazon, and you can find the link on shop.discoculiaservice.com, or just go to Amazon and search for Dr. Schroeder. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from discoculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com, and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead. 
can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.